Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We'd like to welcome you to show number 42. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we typically have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacation pl- vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And on some of our special episodes, like the one today, we review things at the Walt Disney World Resort and beyond. So as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you can take some time to leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever platform where you may listen. We appreciate those and we give shout outs to listeners on future episodes of the Diz Love Podcast. We also appreciate any of those like five-star customer ratings. All of those are greatly appreciated as well. And on today's show, we had an opportunity to attend the very last Disney Villains After Hours event at the Magic Kingdom. And this was pre-recorded the day after that party. So that was before the announcement of the closure of the park. So I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. We did have the chance to have fun and have a great time at that last party. And so we just wanted to preface that as you listen to this episode, this was recorded in Orlando, well, at Walt Disney World the day after that party before the announcement of the park closure. And as I mentioned, for today's show, we are going to do um, a few special things. We're going to talk about the Disney Villains After Hours. And we attended that last night. And so we're going to tell you a little bit about our impressions and a little bit about what to expect for the event itself. So the Villains After Hours, before we get into kind of our opinions of it, what it is, is it's held at the Magic Kingdom. It's a three-hour event. You can usually enter the park three hours prior to the event. So the one that we attended was from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., and you could get in the park as early as 7 p.m. if you had a ticket. Now, we were at another park the same day. We were at Hollywood Studios, so we did not go in early, but we have went in early for other parties, such as the Halloween party and the Christmas party. So if you don't have a ticket for the parks that day, that's a great way to get actually six hours in rather than just the three hours of the party. And what you'll do is you'll get a a band, a wristband when you come into the park, and that designates that you are allowed to be there for the party. Um, The ranges, we are recording this in March of 2020. The prices start around $145 and go up. And they are planning to have this event. Now it's scheduled through July 10th of 2020. So this is something that was here in 2019. And we expect to see it coming back in 2021 or even later 2020 as well, I would anticipate. So before we get into the details of the party, Chris, would you give this an overall thumbs up or thumbs down? What's your overall impression? I would give it a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Okay. So explain that. Well, as a layman, I think it's inter- I mean, it's nice to be in the park when it's less crowded. Yeah. But in regards to like the villain's hook, with the exception of really the program at the very end, there's very little villainy yes, activities going on. And I think, you know, Vanessa will get into this, but, you know, my one thing is I like to get photos with the characters. Yes. And there was no opportunity to do with characters that are relatively rare. Yes. And... It seems like it would be a slam dunk where it, even if you, you even had like third tier, like the evil pirates from Peter Pan, like you could have third tier like characters. Cook and Smee and stuff correct, like, like, like people that don't get out in regular rotation. Um, I think the people go, oh, wow, it's free, free food. It's popcorn, basic, ice cream, basic, 
pop. Bottle yeah. pop. I mean, now for Disney prices, you could in theory eat fifty dollars in Disney prices, but <laughs> back home in the street, that's maybe eight dollars worth of stuff. Right. Right. Um, you know, I think the nice thing is if you want access to the park with less congestion, it's a good idea. I think the villain piece, while the the very last program at twelve thirty and twelve forty five were nice, but like even the the villain caravan lasted maybe four minutes. I mean, yeah, in terms of like, short. there was not a lot of characters. And I think for the one piece, at least having access, I think that's just the one. That's the only reason I say a thumbs down, is that they could have provided access to have characters that are not again in regular rotation. Where you could get photos. They didn't do that. And I think there's a case where it would have been nice. But overall, I think if you were going to do this, and Vanessa and I have spoke about this, is to do something else during the day. Come here at night. Get your, how long was it? You can go in for six hours. The party's three. But you can go in three hours prior to the start. Okay. So to do that, even if you went for three hours and just rode the rides you wanted, um, I think it would be nice. But in terms of the villains... You're not going to really have access to villains. So we're going to talk about the specific things that he kind of touched on with the caravan and some of those. But here's a question. The price of this, we did the regular after hours last year at Magic Kingdom where there's no overlay. It's just rides. It's just the snacks. This is about 15 to $20 more. Do you think that there's a value in that extra? I think so. I mean, no, it's not a huge jump in price. No, and also you have to kind of suspend financial principles when you come into Disney <laughs> That's World. That's true. And I think for the money, it, it you know, I, the the main now the number one thing is you're going to get on rides. I think I forget what it was. I think it was the mine car that took about twenty minutes to no get way. on. Yeah. Uh, I know for Big Thunder Mountain, it took it was ten minutes from walking in to getting off. Yes, yeah, it was very quick. So when we're looking at, we've done the regular after hours, and I'll put a link to that show as well. Last year we did that. And the week that we are down here for vacation, they've actually had both. So you have an opportunity to either do the regular after hours at Magic Kingdom or the villains after hours. I think if you're someone that likes villains, that $15, $20 extra, depending on the time of year, is worth it. Now we'll talk a little bit about this specific so they have a villains unite the night it's a stage show that's uh in front of the castle it's led by hades and meg from hercules they have jafar the queen i am maleficent and then the character from um princess of the frog i always facilier um so that stage show i would say it seemed a little disjointed, the story to me, but they had really great projections on the castle. I love how they're utilizing that. That show is offered twice. Everyone that I've heard has said go to the second viewing because it's very busy with the first one. For our our party, it was 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Then an 11 p.m. show and a 12.30 a.m. show. We went to do the 12.30 a.m. show, and I highly recommend that because we were able to see that. And then the next thing, the caravan, which I'm going to talk about, and then we were able to leave the park. It was just great succession way to end the night. I think if you went to the 11 o'clock, it would have kind of broken up your night where we were able to just go do rides during that period of time. The other thing is the Villain's Cursed Caravan. So they have the Maleficent, the dragon that walks and breathes fire. That, I think, is a really cool just engineering thing. What did you think about Maleficent? That was cool. Yeah, so 
Um, the caravan is led by Gaston. He's on a huge, I think, would that be a Clydesdale horse? I'm not sure what kind of horse. I didn't really notice. I'm it not was a horse a, man. Yeah, it was a huge a horse. horse. It was like a six foot tall horse. <laughs> a very big horse. And he wrote, he led the procession. It had Cruella. It had Ursula. It had, um, of course, Maleficent. I'm trying to think. Oh, it had Oogie Boogie and Captain Hook, they said, as well. Um, so it's just some fun things. And as Chris mentioned, it's like five minutes. It's not very long at all. It's a, a better addition than from what I've heard in years previous. It, they've kind of expanded on that. And I would assume they'll continue to expand on that as well. That was at 1245. So it was perfect. We watched the stage show at 1230. We stayed in that courtyard for the castle. And then we were able to watch the caravan in that area. And it was continuing down Main Street. We kind of walked alongside it on our way out the park exit. Now, they uh, it does have different... Um, a different path depending on if you see the earlier show or the later show so make sure to check the map out depending on what show you plan to do so pretty much in terms of attractions i really didn't see much of anything that was closed i think some of the smaller ones like i don't think country bear was open i'm no tiki room was open oh i guess country bear was open i think there pretty much everything was open now a couple of the rides had some additions for the party itself the first one was pirates of the caribbean and they added in a live actor in the queue while you were walking through and then a couple of live actors on the ride they've done these for some of the other parties i don't know what do you think do you that think it was cool i actually at one point it? i had to do a double take you thought it was a well, animatronic? I, I yeah just, that's it true. was never there i'm like well is this new addition because i mean again some of these animatronics are very realistic that's true and i was in i was like wow i had to watch it very intently but that was cool i think that was a nice addition yeah and it's just the lady that was in the queue she was interacting well with the guests so it's kind of fun and just something if you've done pirates dozens of times like individuals like ourselves it's just something fun to add i think if you've never done pirates before you might have been like what's going on but i think for um diehards that have been to the parks many times it's fun Another thing that they had, the second ride that had uh, overlay, so to speak, was Space Mountain. And what they did is completely in the dark. They had some villain dialogue going on in the in the background instead of music. I think it's fun in the dark. I think they need a better sound system than that one. We've done the overlay that's at disneyland where it's like the demons and stuff that to me is very scary where this was not that big of an addition i think you weren't that thrilled with it in the it dark it's very jerky i mean there's just times i i did not prefer it it just was not enjoyable not prepared correct i mean there's just a certain amount where you, there's certain drops that depending on i mean again i'm gonna be an old man but it hurt my back <laughs> it was just it was uncomfortable yeah. i mean yeah because you don't you can't brace yourself because you don't know correct. What's you just coming. don't know what's coming and you know again we were at SeaWorld a couple of days ago and there was a ride that went 72 miles an hour like a ride that i normally would never ride but i knew it was coming you can brace yourself yes. it what you weren't doing it in the dark yes and that's true you know space mountain in terms of just a ride itself is you know for it back in its day was probably the bee's knees <laughs> but now it's you know kind of showing its age and it just was not enjoyable i mean it it was space it was just pitch black i mean it and did you really couldn't hear the i just thought 
My dad owns a sound and communication business, so I'm a little fussier about sound systems. I just think the way that the audio was going, you really couldn't quite get the full in-depth. It could have been more of a surround sound feeling, and I think that's just upgrades that need to happen to the ride itself. I much preferred the overlay at Christmas time on Space Mountain at the Christmas party. What Agreed. did you? Yeah. So those were the only two rides that had any overlay. There were quite a few um photo spots throughout the park where they had um, just some character like cutouts that you could get like we got one by Scar in Adventureland and they had some interactive um, photo experiences at different spots. Um, one of ours didn't show up on our photo pass so I'm hoping to get it was a magic mirror um, interactive photo. Um, they had some cool things by the castle you could hold a sign and different stuff. So d definitely check out the special photo experiences. The other thing they had was merchandise and I don't know we're not villain people it's just not our big thing like I wore a Wizard of Oz which was Wizard of Oz witch shirt because I'm a Wizard of Oz fan I didn't have any villains Disney stuff they only had like two shirts a phone cover and I think a cup and a magic band correct and I think this is where Disney is really missing out because the number of people who had you know Etsy fied apparel it w there was folks who were out the park they had their essentially went to Etsy had a reseller make them something and Disney's really missing out. I mean, there's just, this would be my kind of other just general criticism of there. Disney has such a deep catalog and I understand it's, it's difficult to stock a shirt and everything, but for as much popularity as these villains have, yes, they could go deeper with just more just general merchandise and knowing with their supply chain, I mean, I understand, you know, there's costs involved. But again, maybe even if you were to do like a limited run of a thousand shirts of, of XYZ, right. people would respond. Because if you just were to walk around, I mean, there, a lady in the bus, it was like a, it said, it had the Friends logo, like the TV mm -hmm. show Friends. And then it had Ursula, Cruella DeVille, somebody else, and Maleficent. And she, it, it was a homemade shirt or an Etsy shirt. Yep. It was not Disney, it wasn't professionally done but i saw that same shirt at least 10 to 20 times around the park and there's a real interest in this and there's a case where i think you know disney's just kind of doing going halfway where they know they can slap villains on it it's interesting there was a production at the castle but in regards to just the accoutrements i mean there's just little things that could have been done and you know like for example the eels from little mermaid like yeah. they were in they were in the parade, in the parade in the but they could have easily been a photo. Yeah, there could have been a true. lot of little things that could have been photos throughout the park that, in my opinion, don't would not require the same a level of Disney production value is that they put into other things that and, are just relatively common. And speaking of that, we will put some links to some of our past guests who have products with villains on them. So that way you can get all decked out if you plan to go to a villains party anytime soon, because Disney is definitely missing the mark. And that's why we try to feature all of the great um, vendors that we do on our show, because they really are meeting the demands of what people want. So last but not least, part of these parties is, of course, the food and beverage. So as Chris mentioned earlier, like all of the other after hours, pop, water, ice cream, which includes just like the bars, the sandwiches, the fruit bars, and popcorn included all you want. I think we each had two. That's kind of our full. I would never normally buy the ice cream there because there's so many other great snacks. But they also had um, specialty event 
food and beverage that you could purchase. We are on the dining plan, so we used snack credits for the two things that we purchased. They had, um, they have all kinds of different things. So Cheshire Cafe, Storybook Treats, Gaston's Tavern, Sleepy Hollow, and Tortuga Tavern have um, some different things that they had. Three of them were drinks, three were desserts. We only tried two of the d- drinks. Chris had the five dozen egg slush at Gaston's Tavern. What did you think about that? It was good. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. I mean, it was to me like it, it was a four dollar Starbucks beverage, which I don't drink normally. Right. Just six dollars here in the park. I mean, right. it was good. Some people can, you know, for me, I'm a dollar McDonald's coffee kind of guy <laughs> in terms of my appetite but it was good i mean it was nice to have some unique pieces i think again like it it was nice that it it went in with the villains theme and some limited run yes items and i got what was called the poor unfortunate soul it was black raspberry soft serve over cherry coke with a sugar crown i wasn't super thrilled the raspberry soft serve was good it was served sloppy like it was just leaning over it didn't look great for pictures I would definitely pick his five dozen eggs slush. And to add, his was frozen custard with brown sugar topped with whipped cream and garnished with a cinnamon stick. We'll share some pictures of all of the different treats. But those are your different food options during the party. Each party typically features some specialty food and beverage that's not offered any other time. So fun to check something out. Great Instagram photos, all of that sort of thing. So overall, we closed out the party. We were there the full three hours. We saw... If I counted, I think I counted last night, we did like 10 attractions, plus we saw the two shows. So great value for the three hours. Overall, I would say I continue to like the after hours programs like Chris. I think they really are missing the mark with the villains. They need to have villains out there. Even if it adds those lines like you have at the Christmas and Halloween parties, they need to have them all over the park. That's a cheap thing for Disney to add. And more interactive photo things like he was talking about, you could have like the eels from Ursula that are in one of those photo things. What if even things had, like, like I was thinking too, with Pirates of the Caribbean, they had the two live actors. You could have had a third live actor, a pirate, be outside of that park. Be outside the ride. Be outside the yeah. ride. Interact for photos because you know, and I think too. I mean, what made it also difficult was, and I'm a wuss, was <laughs> this was at the at the end of a long day. I mean, yes, this was three true. hours on a very on an already busy day so i think i have the pedometer on my phone and that we tracked out to about 12 and a half to 13 miles yes we walked and that just like your feet hurt extremely bad i work in an office i don't (laughs) i don't walk 13 miles in a week most of the time and to do it on one night i think that just is a deterrent because when it gets to 12 30 and there's still a, a, a a show to see it just makes it hard and i think this would be key if you were to only do this you know, and Vanessa said, do the six hours, get advantage there so you can have your crowd time and then you can have your yeah. less congested time. And then Disney makes some of these small tweaks. But overall, it's worth the money. I think just from a being able to, again, like what would Vanessa roughly, what would the mine car or the big Thunder Mountain take if on a walk up? Probably in a regular park day, 45 to 60 minutes Correct. for a big Thunder, um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, it would be probably 90 yeah that was 20 minutes so i think in terms of like the value it's like yes you're paying for your free popcorn and ice cream (laughs) which is nice uh, 
But even at that point, I mean, after the novelty wears off, you can only eat so many ice cream bars. Yes, and so much power. But that said, I think it's nice value because you get in, you can get the rides that you want to go on, and you can do more of it. Small, Some small tweaks, please, Disney, if you're listening, we will be happy to consult. <laughs> but I think overall, the vibe was, was good. Yes. And there was people there... Really that, into it. They had that, great costumes correct, and stuff. And that were villain fans. And I think there, yeah. there's a real demographic, because in all these movies, in every Disney movie... There's an A, there's a good guy and a bad guy, yeah. a good woman and a bad woman. That's basic. I think like even like Cinderella's sisters, like there's like they could have been Oh yeah, out. they were they were, they were in the, the caravan. Yeah. But like, I forgot why were they Lady not Tommy. posted up next to the castle, Cinderella's right. castle, right. and doing photos. And <laughs> yes. like, they were already dressed up. Yes. So it's not like we're asking Disney to go do their make hair and makeup again. This just is have the, them out when they're correct. not doing the caravan. This is just another Wednesday at Disney. Yep. And I think that's true. And one thing that is a good tip, if you do go in the three hours early, make sure to go on. You can make three fast passes, usually during the first two-hour window. So you technically can only usually do two with that window. But make sure you get some fast passes during those regular park hours for the for the event as well. So overall, I think we'll continue to go to after-hours events. We'll be going to uh, Animal Kingdom 1 that we'll also be doing a review of. But plan your day wisely. As he mentioned, we had done a full park day. I personally, we were talking about if you had the ability, I would just make it a non-park day, go to Disney Springs, go somewhere off Disney property, go do just have a pool day, have a chilling out day, especially if you have kids or something that you're going to be going with, and then just relax and then take advantage of those six hours at the end of the night. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We will be having... A couple more special episodes during the the next few weeks. Okay, Chris, you are up with this week's trivia. All right. So, you know, with our topic being Disney villains, um, I'm going to go to Ranker.com, and they had people rank the best Disney songs by Disney villains. So I'm supposed to give you the top one or a rank... More yeah, this one. is going to be very hard. I, I mean, oh. I think the odds of you getting this right are... Is, I'll give you this. It's an extremely obscure cartoon from the late 90s. Probably like Emperor's New Groove or something, right? No. Oh. But there's a song. I'll give you the hint. The song is Hellfire. I will give you points for the <laughs> movie. <laughs> I know. This was ranked the top villain song? The top villain song by Ranker. So, they, again, this includes randos. So, I mean, okay. anybody can get on there and start seeing things. But, all right, I'll give you a hint. The person who sang Hellfire was Judge Claude Frollo. If I get the, it wrong, I did not see this movie. I I have no clue. You've stumped me. The I don't movie know. is, according to Ranker, is Hellfire, sung by the villain Judge Claude Frollo in the movie The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. I would not. I mean, I've seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame, but I would not have gotten that at all. Um, wow. Number two was Be Prepared by Scar and Lion King. See, that would have been one I might have Friends mentioned. on the Other Side by Dr. That's Facilier and The Princess and the Frog. Number four, Poor Unfortunate Souls, yeah, sung by would, Ursula and the Little Mermaid. That was my guess before. And number five, Shiny. Oh, that's a good from one. From Moana. Yeah, those are... I'm going to have to go back and listen to that Hunchback of Notre Dame one because I do not remember that song. Huh. Got me on that one. That's well, for I sure. I, I wonder if any of our yeah, yeah. That, that was very hard. <laughs> Maybe some of our listeners will have figured that one out. And then, of course, we are going to end with our wisdom from Walt quote. And I think giving 
all the circumstances of everything going on in the world right now, this is a perfect one. It's why worry? If you've done the very best you can, then worrying won't make it any better. And hopefully we can take a little bit of that wisdom from Walt Disney, apply that to our lives. We hope that everyone's staying safe. And we thank you for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.